Poor John Gibson. It might actually be time to rest him now that the Ducks are practically out of the playoff race, right? Right? We'll talk about that on today's podcast. Let's go ahead and hit the music. You're locked on Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome everyone to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among a plethora of others. And let's talk about the last game. I haven't actually talked about the last game at all, but I figured now would be a time to do it because... I haven't the past couple days because there's been, obviously, the stuff with Jay Beagle and the Ducks. There was the stuff with Zegris, the stuff with Troy Terry being injured. And then we had the announcement yesterday that Ryan Getzloff is retiring from the Ducks at the end of the season. So one of his final games will be tonight at the Honda Center against the Calgary Flames. I'm not looking forward to seeing how badly the Ducks do on this game. Calgary's coming in hot. That pun was intended. But let's talk briefly about the game that happened on Sunday. Even though it happened three days ago, uh, the Ducks got slaughtered. They got beat badly 6-1. to one. And the reason I'm bringing that game up is because Edmonton is an offensive juggernaut. They yield one of the best top lines in the entire National Hockey League. McDavid scored his 40th in this game. And how about some guy named, I don't know, Leon Dreisaitl scoring his 50th goal of the season, and he's got 100 points in the season. Yeah, you heard that right, 100 points in the season. Same with Connor McDavid, who has over 100 points this season. So you have 200-point players. That's hard for anybody to stop, much less the Anaheim Ducks. And one of those things that's happened has unfortunately been John Gibson. Now, Looking at that last game, and just looking at some of the metrics of that last game, John Gibson did give up six goals in this one, and a couple of them were not pretty goals. One of them was a power play goal, Connor McDavid. That's just a great goal. There was at least two goals that John Gibson probably wanted back. And you could see the look on his face like, oh, I should have gotten that. I should have saved that. Yeah, probably. Is this because of overuse? Is he getting tired? What What's going on here? Well, just looking at that game alone, just that game, all right, poor John Gibson had to deal with a lot of high-quality shot attempts on that game. And I look at the shot total, Edmonton put up, you ready for this, 46 shots. I'll repeat that. They put up 46 shots against the Anaheim Ducks, something that they're unfortunately used to nowadays just giving up a plethora of shots and shot attempts. This this has been happening way too much. And looking at where the goals were scored on this last game, there was a couple of bad ones that were from a bad angle that John Gibson probably should have saved. He should have. That power play goal was just a really good goal. Then there was also a couple from near the blue line down the middle. Yeah, I mean, defense didn't help either, but John Gibson didn't help himself either. In fact, let's go even further. There's a metric out there called expected goals against. And John Gibson had been hovering around the 1-2 to range for most of the season. 
And in fact, for most of the post All-Star break, the majority of those games have been hovering in the 1-2 to two range. In fact, there's been only 5 games where the expected goals against were above 3. This was one of them. Expected goals against was 3.5 on this game. That means the Edmonton Oilers were expected to score 3.5 goals. He allowed 6, meaning his game score was one of the lowest he's had all season. Negative 2.5. When you have a game score of negative 2.5, and and this is according to the hockey game cards and natural stat trick, you know you're doing a poor job. Let's just put it out there. It's a poor job. So why not give Anthony Stolarz more starts? He's been doing well for the Ducks this season. He pitched a shutout recently against the Arizona Coyotes. So why not give Stoli the majority of the remaining starts? In fact, let's look at the games. Calgary tonight, why not start Stolarz? He's done well recently. Just start him against Calgary, see how it goes. You absolutely have to start Stolarz at Philadelphia. That's his former team. That's his former home. For God's sakes, Anthony Stolarz had a gritty mask. You've got to start Anthony Stolarz against the Philadelphia Flyers, right? You've got to. Carolina, maybe give Gibby that start. In fact, I would probably say make that his last start of that road trip. And then give Stolarz the game against Florida, the game against Tampa Bay, because by then they'll probably be out of it. Then you have that home game against Columbus. All right, maybe give Stoli that start too, since you have a couple days off. Then you have the game against the LA Kings at the Honda Center. Ooh, boy, that one's going to be something, isn't it? I would honestly say give Gibby that start. I mean, if if we're thinking like Dallas, you can say, well, we have to give Gibby some more starts. Maybe just give him that start against the LA Kings because why not? Just why not? It's a rivalry game. Then you have the game at the LA Kings on Saturday the 23rd. Give that one to Stoli because it's going to be the last home game of the season the following day. And you have to start Gibby on Getzloff's last home game. You just have to. I mean, for, for just the sake of having that finality... Yeah, make that Gibby's last start of the season. Gets lost final game. You got to do it. And then start Stoli the last two games of the season because by then they'll for sure be out of the playoff race. Look, I'm just being realistic. The Ducks are so far behind. They're not making the playoffs this season. They're just not. So give Stoli more starts. By, by my count, I've given John Gibson three more starts. Okay, that, that's fair. Three more starts game at Carolina, a game against the Kings, and a game against the St. Louis Blues. That that sounds good. So you have three, and then you have, what is that, eight games for Anthony Stolarz to start. That's, that's plenty of games. I think that's fine to give Anthony Stolarz eight more starts this season, and at the same time, it would rest John Gibson for most of the rest of the season but let's see what the Ducks do. Let's see what Dallas Eakins does. Gosh, I wouldn't be surprised if John Gibson starts tonight against the Calgary Flames. I just wouldn't be shocked at all. Oh, boy. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission quickly. And I'm going to throw out a lot of stats supporting why I think John Gibson needs a rest. The second section of this podcast is going to be a little bit stat heavy. So just get ready for the numbers. But first... Let's talk about HelloFresh. 
With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. And I am a pretty decent cook. I like making my own food, and it's fantastic. You get to pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to change your delivery date or update your preferences. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about. With six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. And you know what? Some of the food that they have delivered to you, it's really easy. The ingredients come pre-portioned, so you don't have to overbuy food. And it's easy to set it up, it's easy to make, and boom, you are done. So, it'll save you time. The recipes are delicious, and the cooking is so easy and fast. So... Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Once again, that is HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 to get up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Once again, that is HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Alright, coming up after the first intermission... We're going to talk some stats, guys. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez as we're going to spit out some stats on this particular portion of the podcast. And this is going to support wholeheartedly why John Gibson needs to be rested for the rest of the season and... I like John Gibson. He is an all-star caliber goaltender. Would I say he's an elite goaltender? I'm not so sure I would say that, especially with the second half. But is he still good? Yeah, he's still good. I don't know about I don't know about like super great, but he's still good. You know, he still has that capability of being a complete stopper. So I'll give him that. And the first half of that season reflected that. Then there was that long layoff between the end of the first half and post-All-Star break. There was a long, long layoff. And when you have that long of a break, sometimes there can be just a bit of rust. Sometimes there could just be some change in chemistry. There could just be a couple of maybe internal changes. That just happens when you don't go through the regimen of playing every other day or practicing every day. Now that that was gone for a few days, something happened after the All-Star break, and it was not good. The Ducks started allowing more shots again and again and again and again. In fact, the Anaheim Ducks have allowed 40 shots 16 times this season so far. I think it's going to happen even more, sad to say. Oh, but there's another fun stat for you. You ready for this? 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, okay. Number of times that the Ducks have allowed 65 or more shot attempts. As of right now, that is 18. That includes the last game against the Oilers, where the Ducks allowed 65 shot attempts against the Edmonton Oilers. Even the game before... Let's look at the game before that, or one of the games before that. Against the Dallas Stars, they allowed 70, 7-0 shot attempts. But that's nowhere near the high mark for this season, no. Remember when the Ducks allowed... 86 shot attempts against the Florida Panthers, and they just got curb stomped on that game. That game only took place 
what, about two and a half weeks ago? That wasn't that long ago, folks. And they're going to be facing some very stiff competition in Florida again next week. So don't be shocked if Florida attempts 70 shots next week. So with that being said, the Ducks take a lot of shots and they take a lot of shot attempts. However, that still doesn't mean that this is all on the defense or all on the rest of the team because a lot of this falls on John Gibson, unfortunately. And we are solely looking at his stats post-All-Star game. We're talking about games from February 11th to today or to April 3rd. There have been 17 games in that stretch. In each of those 17 games, every single one, he has allowed three or more goals in a game. Let me repeat that. That is 17 consecutive games where John Gibson has allowed three or more goals. That is by far his worst streak of that nature in his career. He had a streak of double digits last season, but that was an abysmal Ducks team last season. This is his worst stretch of his career by far. In that time, his record was 2-13-2. He has won two games since the All-Star break. The win at Vancouver, where he allowed four goals, and the win against the Boston Bruins, where he allowed three goals. It was a big win against the Boston Bruins before everything completely fell apart. That was the last win that John Gibson has had over a month ago. There's also a couple of overtimes in there. It was that overtime loss at Madison Square Garden, and then that overtime loss against Dallas Stars, the one that I mentioned just right now on the 31st. Yeah, those ones, those ones were, they were bad ones. Now let's look at some of the, or some of the other um, stats. His goals against average in those 17 games is 4.59. His goals against average post All-Star break is 4.59, which has ballooned his goals against average to 3.15 for the season. Remember when John Gibson had around a 2.0 goals against? Yeah, I do. That was right around the All-Star break where we had like a 2.0, 2.1. It was really good. His save percentage post All-Star break is 865, which has brought his save percentage down down to 904. Before the All-Star break, his save percentage was hovering above 920, and it is dropped down quite a bit. So once again, post All-Star, goals against 4.59, save percentage 8.65. Now we're going to take a deeper dive into this and look at the advanced analytics of this. And for this, I have to thank Natural hat, natural Statric, rather, and Hockey Game Cards, which is a fantastic site. If you haven't gone to that, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Maybe you'll learn a little bit about some of the analytics of this game. So in those 17 games, he's allowed 70 goals. There's a stat out there called expected goals against, which is the expected goals that the opposing team should score on that goaltender. And that is the cumulative between every player. And this is calculated on quality of shot, where the shots are shot. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into expected goals scored. 
And when you have a lot of high danger chances, that expected goals against goes up. It goes up quite a bit. There are some shocking numbers here. Now I'll go over a couple of them. Let's go to the game against the Edmonton Oilers back on the 17th of February. The expected goals against was three and a half. Same like his last game. That game, he allowed seven goals against the Edmonton Oilers for a score of negative three and a half. That's not his worst. His worst performance this season came on March 8th at United Center against the Chicago Blackhawks, where in one period, remember this game, one period, he allowed five goals. Chicago got off to that hot start. He allowed five goals. The expected goals against was only 1.42. His game score, negative 3.58. There are 17 games here. The expected goals against average. The average expected goals against is 2.62. Only four of those games was there an expected goals against below two. Only four. The game against Calgary on the 16th of February. February 19th against Vancouver. February 25th against the Kings. And March 8th against Chicago. That game against Chicago especially, Gibby should not have let in five goals. And Eakins was right for pulling him that early. He just did not look good in that first period at all. Now let's look at the average of the game scores. Actually, you know what? We're going to do that after the second intermission. A little bit of a tease there. What do you think his game score is now? And what do you think the average is? We'll talk about that after this brief word from Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus... 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. Backed by over 150,000 verified Five-star reviews. Once again, that is Shady Rays. And this is also brought to you by my favorite protein bar, Built Bar. That is right. Built Bar comes in 18 terrific flavors covered in 100% real dark chocolate. And not only do they taste good, but they are nutritious. They are good for you. They are high in fiber, high in protein. On average, about 17 grams of protein. Low sugar. On average, only about 4 grams of sugar and only about 130 to 170 calories. So you've got these protein bars that are delicious. They are very good. They're good for you. They help you get over that hump. Someone like me who's training for New York Marathon, it helps me get over that hump. But it's not just built Bars. Oh, no, no. 
You also got these amazing Built Puffs, which are protein-infused marshmallowy goodness. And then you have Built Boost, which is a drink enhancer. There's immunity boosters in there as well. So if you want to try that for yourself, head to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. All right, enough of the teasing. I talked about game score and how there's negative game scores. Out of those 17 games, John Gibson has a negative game score in 15 of them. I'm, I'm kind of laughing, crying. 15 out of 17 games, he's had a negative game score. Ouch. The worst one I talked about was the one against the Blackhawks. That was bad. So, wait, he, has, he had two games for a positive? Yes, he in fact had two games where he had a positive game score. Those two games were March 18th against, hey, the Florida Panthers. He only allowed three goals. The expected goals against was 4.29. Remember how aggressive the Florida Panthers were that game? Do you remember? Do you? Do you? And do you remember how many times John Gibson saved their ass on that game? And the Ducks just couldn't score more goals, unfortunately. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. That was a game that the Ducks, in fact, got shut out on a game where John Gibson finally does a good job. They couldn't support him with anything. They got shut out. John Gibson kind of kept him in that game and just had nothing to show for it. The other game was the first game against the Dallas Stars. John Gibson had a 3.96 expected goals against, and that was another game where John Gibson played his you-know-what off. He got a plethora of quality saves in that game. And the Ducks just could not get over the hump in that one. They lost 3-2, to two, not in overtime, but that was the other positive game score. Those game scores were 1.29 against the Florida Panthers and 0.96 against the Dallas Stars. Yeah, those other 15 games, all negative scores. All games where John Gibson was expected to do more, and he just didn't. The average of those 17 games was a negative 1.49. Negative 1.49. That means on average, he let in about one and a half more goals than he should have on average per game. Yeah, think about that. Think about some of those one-goal losses that the Ducks had that were kind of his responsibility. Um, let's think back to the game against, oh, I don't know, the Nashville Predators. Gibby didn't look all that good in that game. The Blackhawks is especially a good example of that. How about the game against the Islanders? The expected goals against was only 2.26, and he allowed four. The Ducks probably should have won that game at the new arena in, in Long Island. The Ducks had so many opportunities go to waste their expected goals were higher than the Islanders, and yet they lost that game. Part of that is due to bad luck. Part of that is due to not finishing. Part of that is due to John Gibson, unfortunately. Yet the game, the following game at Madison Square Garden, where the game score was negative 1.63. Ducks lost that one in overtime. There are little key things where the Ducks had winnable games. And they just couldn't make it happen either due to lack of support or John Gibson letting in 
a couple of goals that he shouldn't have. But again, this is not to say that John Gibson is a bad goalie. He's not a bad goalie. Let me repeat that. John Gibson is not a bad goalie. He's just getting overworked. His season average game score for the first time was in the negatives. It barely went into the negatives after that road trip. Before that road trip to Chicago, Nashville, New Jersey, New York, New York, his average game score was positive. It was positive. Post-All-Star break, negative one and a half. For the season, the average is 0.19. Before the break, his average was above one, which means he was doing better than his expected goals. Oh, boy. Those are some pretty... I don't want to say they were damning stats, but there are stats that don't support John Gibson all that much, at least post-All-Star break. Pre-All-Star break, he was fantastic. He's He looked like the John Gibson of old. And I said it, he looked like an All-Star. And then the wheels just kind of fell off. It, it, it's time to rest him, guys. It really is. He's played 50 games this season. Give him just three more starts, four at most. Get him to 54 games, get him to the finish line, and get ready for next season. You do not want to overwork John Gibson, your prime goaltender. The most games he's played in a season was 60 games back in 2018. He played 58 games back in 2019. Those numbers have gone down, but that's been because of COVID. You don't want to just play him every game. You don't want to get him to 60 games a season. Not even 55. Nope. No more than 54, and that's it. Time to rest him. All right. Uh, One more quick thing before we wrap up, and I did write this down in bold letters because I do want to mention this. Um, Today is the anniversary of the Humboldt Broncos bus tragedy. It is, in fact, the anniversary today. And I have in my hands right now, I'm just going to grab this really quick. I have my green and yellow ribbon. I'll be wearing that today. I'll be wearing that the next game that I work and probably for the rest of the season, uh, rest of the month, rather. So I have my green and yellow ribbon. And what we normally do as a hockey community is we leave the sticks out for Humboldt every April 6th. So for those of you that might have a hockey stick at home, show your support. Let's show our support for the Humboldt Broncos and leave our sticks out for Humboldt on this anniversary of that tragic event. So just wanted to bring that up and bring everyone together as a hockey community. So there you go. All right. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line, you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And I'll give a shout out to Locked On NHL, Jess Balmasto and Sarah Avampato. They cover Western Conference Wednesdays. So go ahead and make that your second listen of the day. Once again, thank you so much for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Mm